So, um, uh, yeah, love it. But um, there's something about the timing of this uh, in the context of Jesus' life. It's essentially uh, just before he is crucified and it's uh, the end of his time with his disciples. And I just think there's something really special that we get to see in this passage about a window into Jesus' heart and what really motivated him. And I just want to draw on uh, two sentences that we've just heard, really. The first is in verse 6, where um, I believe the translation we've had says, I have revealed you. Uh, And the second is verse 11, where Jesus says, um, he prays that they may be one as we are one. And I just would love us to think a little bit about each of those sentences uh, for the next couple of minutes. So, I have revealed you. Um, The translation I have here actually says, verse 6, it says, I have manifested your name. I have revealed your very self, your real self. And in this window into Jesus' heart before he is crucified, before he returns to the Father, the theme for me that runs through all of this, he talks a lot about God's name and you know we obviously have the first line of the Lord's prayer hallowed be your name and whenever we hear the idea of revealing a name it's obviously not just the name Maria Sarah <laughs> Graham Jono whatever it is it's it's actually what Jesus is talking about is the name is actually the person And he has manifested God's person on earth. And as he leaves, that is one of the most important things to him, is that the disciples would remain in the knowledge of who God is. And um, just earlier on in John, we've had this wonderful exchange, which I think sums this up really well. Uh, In John 14, where... There's a conversation between Jesus and the disciples. Jesus says, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Um, If you'd known me, you would also have known my Father. And then Philip responds, Lord, show us the Father. Cause us to see the Father. And Jesus replies, have I been with all of you for such a long time and you do not recognize and know me yet, Philip? Anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. And it seemed that everything Jesus was doing on life was trying to reconcile mankind's image of who God actually was so that we would know him. And so before he dies, he says, I have revealed who you are, God. And he's kind of continually praying that we would actually stay in that knowledge of who God is. And um, I just find that such a kind of, yeah, such a simple challenge, but it's like Jesus knows the one thing that mankind needs to function well is just to know how good God is and it's really that simple and before he dies he's praying desperately father I don't I don't ask that you'd remove these people from the world but I pray that you'd protect them from the devil because he knows that all the devil's got is trying to tarnish that image of who God is and um, the second thing I just wanted to think about is is kind of the key that Jesus gives us I think to be able to do this which is in verse 11 where he says I pray that they would be one as you and I are one and um, feel free to disagree with me on this but I'd always kind of when I'd heard that and read that I'd always thought that was a prayer that 
each of Jesus' disciples and followers on earth would be one in that would be together, so kind of everyone would get along really well, and that's his prayer. I pray that they would all stay together uh, and they'd be one together. But I think what Jesus is really praying there is actually that we would be one with the Father as Jesus is one with the Father. So if he spent the whole of his life modeling what the Father looks like because he's at one with the Father, if you're at one with someone, then you're continually with them the whole time, so you're never actually separated from them. So when Jesus says to Philip, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father, he's saying everything I do, I do with the Father. I'm not separated from him because we're continually one. And so his prayer as he leaves is, Father, I pray that they would be one with you as I have been one with you, which is a ridiculous prayer because Jesus is basically saying that he wants us to have that same degree of closeness to God the whole of the time as he had with him, and he believes that's possible. So um, that's kind of pretty much what I wanted us just to, to leave us with today. But I think practically, maybe how does that look in our lives? What kind of things does that, what implications does that have? I'd just suggest maybe there are really subtle ways that what the devil does is get us to believe that we're already separated from God because if what Jesus did was to break that separation and um, tear that curtain so that we're no longer separated from the Father then all the devil's got is to try and tell us that we are separated from the Father which is actually a lie so I think so often we can kind of play along with that game and start thinking oh no I've done something wrong I'm separated from God I need to work to get back to God And actually, I think Jesus talks about faith and the very last verse, I think, that we just heard read, it says, "Um, for them I sanctify myself that they too may be truly sanctified. So our sanctification doesn't come from what we've done or how we're doing it. It actually just comes from the fact that whilst Jesus was on earth, he sanctified himself for us. Uh, And I know these are really obvious things to say, but it's therefore... I think it's leaning on him and knowing that we are continually one with the Father because of him that brings us into that place of continually knowing and staying in the truth of who God is, how good he is, and his unconditional love for us. So, yeah, that, um, I pray that is an encouragement to us today. Um, amen.